0: Welcome to Generally Specific, the show that talks to inspiring people about the things that inspire them. I'm here alongside my co-host, Andre Dowdy. Dre, how you doing? I'm good, and we decided to start off the
1: podcast with an episode breaking down who we are, what we're about, and uh, what inspires us. So we're going to take this time to get into that. Um, or we're, what? We're going to take our time. We're getting really going to gonna take our time, I think, for yeah. this whole
0: thing, because, you know... First episode. Yeah. Uh, this is the loosest we're gonna be.
1: Yeah, this is by far the most loose we'll ever be on this. Yeah, podcast. yeah.
0: This is this is some. Uh, yeah.
1: So when, when you when when you get into later episodes of the pod, one once we have our guests come in, you'll see how refined and polished and on the, on the ball we are.
0: We got a format and everything.
1: We're good to go. So so we start the show on the general side of things where we talk to our guest about what's up, what's going on in their lives, what they do. And then on the specific side we get into the inspirations, what drives them, what keeps them moving, what's happening for them right now. So, keeping in that format, we're gonna hit specific. Uh, excuse me, general. <laughs> <laughs> I your- just said
0: we were gonna drop the format. What are you doing? <laughs> Psych. All right. We flipped the script on, and so we're we back flipped. in format. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Cosmic, what's up?
0: Uh, nothing. Um. Just a clue, you, y'all. In it's a it's a fifty degree day in January here in lovely Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yeah, it's. Where we're recording. Shouts to the Wave Cave Studio.
1: Shout out to the Wave Cave Studio. That is a big thing we should plug early on. That the yeah. Wave Cave Studio let us into their space. It is a very welcoming space. It's by far the most welcoming and comforting space I've been in in a very long time. I don't know about you, dude.
0: Oh, I'm right there with you, man. We're sitting on the couch right now. Yeah. We have. So we may or may not have some open. Um you know beers
1: containers
0: containers but we're not in the streets so we're okay we're below ground
1: we're we're out here in the streets but we are below ground
0: we are below ground
1: and so that's how the podcast is gonna go yeah
0: (laughs) so how are you doing
1: (laughs) i'm cool man you know i'm living you know just 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 doing shit to to keep myself busy you know
0: he gotta be busy.
1: Uh, as always. As always.
0: It's a new year?
1: Yeah, it's 2020 and it's an exciting year for both of us. Um Cosme, you've got some exciting photo shit happening.
0: Yeah. I can't really talk about it yet.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. He's got some exciting photo <laughs> shit happening. I don't have much going on. So some 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 preface as to who we are, right? Anthony Cosme is an extremely gifted photographer um who has has sharpened his skills on the streets doing a, a series of of, of of photos on the street. That's redundant. He's, he's big in street photography is what I'm trying to say and has done a, a great job capturing portraits of human beings as well as landscapes, everything. He is a great photographer and I am a bumbling content creator creating podcasts and video Um to all, like, mediocre levels. So I'm trying to get, like, Cosby at this point.
0: Imagine I was like, that's an apt description of our dynamic. <laughs> no, I'm trying to, like, throw up not on the mic because I can't accept the compliment. Thank you so much for saying that. Nah, dude, you know what um, it is?
1: Here's the thing, though. I think you, you you actively participate in photography where I don't actively participate in video. And that's what needs to change in 2020 for me.
0: I mean, that's good for you, but I think you got to give yourself a little credit because you do actively participate in a lot of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's for, for my for my betterment or for my detriment. Yes. So I'm working. I'm, I'm making sure that 2020 is the year that I decide to do more video shit. Cool. And uh, have made a vow to do more video shit with a specific group of people. And uh, I am slowly letting them know
0: who they are. I like that for you, dude. Yeah. I, think, I think it'd be cool. You know, it's a new year, and there's a lot of new ideas kicking around in the old noggin, you know? Um, yeah, man. But listen, let me say this about you, because you said a nice thing about me, and I, oh I'm, we're God. not going to be able to move past this until I say a nice oh, thing just, about you. You just can't let you, it be. No, you described yourself as a bumbling idiot, and I think that's the farthest thing from the truth. I think you're one of the most charismatic, well-liked, uh, uh, uninhibited beautiful people that i know i mean you light up a room when you come in everyone is excited to see you when you're there you have a beautiful eye you have a beautiful taste for music you're playing you you go out there and you dj these things and and, and they sound good <laughs> you were trying to teach me how to do it oh yes i can't do it
1: <laughs> shout out to the wave studios for having a pioneer uh controller in-house um more in line with the cdj model of dj controllers but uh shout out to my girl Quarter. You know what I'm saying? That's the homie who really hooked it up. But much love to Quarter, much love to the Wave Cave family for letting us into this space and letting Cosme learn how to DJ. That's really why we're here.
0: That's very loose, you know, very loosely. <laughs> we use that term very loosely. Please don't expect a, you know, a wait, DJ set wait. From, from the kid. So as so it were.
1: Not only does, does Cosme take photos, do do some video as well, but he's also bought the hardware to get him into producing. Not it, anymore. What? I
0: sold it. What? <laughs> I'm out of the game.
1: No, I can't accept it. I can't I'm accept it. I'm out of the game. I can't accept it.
0: I'm out of the game. No way. No way. I'm out of the Why'd game. Why'd you sell it? I don't know. I mean it's a lot of I collected dust in my apartment du- and I was doing like a hey, if I haven't used this in a year thing, I'm gonna get rid of it.
1: Mm. That's hundred percent fair. That's yeah, 100%.
0: it was like a thing that like people would come over my house and get stoned and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking make a beat," <laughs> and I'm like, I ah, no, it's <laughs> that all right." It's so hard. It's so hard. It's it's fun. I liked chopping up records, but I don't have like the space to do that anymore. Like my turntable's really far away from my computer nowadays.
1: Uh, true. Right. you're Right. Right. All your photo stuff is kind of centralized by your computer.
0: I guess I got no room, dude. I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's True. Yeah, I guess so. You see my bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um I mean, I'm just going to hop right into it cuz. Uh, Please do. Fuck we, the format for this episode. Who needs it? Uh
0: We need, we it. We we need, it. need no, it. We don't. We need, need, it. It. We need <laughs> it. We need it. We
1: need it. But um so what what got you into into photography?
0: Um I mean, I guess I'll, I'll credit it. I'll credit it to my dad, I think. Shouts to to Pops. Yeah, old JC, you know. Um he Whenever we would go on a family vacation, he had this, like, Nikon DSLR, and he would just hand it to me and be like, hey, hold this, and uh, just take pictures if you see anything that you like. Hey, kid,
1: shut up and take pictures. Yeah, hold this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when I was younger, I was like, oh, man, this thing's just fucking heavy. I don't want to hold this. Damn. Um, but I did like taking the pictures, so I was like, mm. all right, I guess I'll deal with this. Um, and then since I've just had a camera, but I also have to credit it to, uh, I think, like, the the the... the Creative art class that I took in high school—it's like three periods a day where you would just kind of practice multiple disciplines, to trying to like find out what you like to do. Uh, and I gravitated toward photography there. And then out of high school, I started taking pictures of cars, and I became Ooh. involved in like the um, street racing and. Ooh. More or less like street racing and like uh, idiots like me who are like I'm going to lower my car to the ground and we're gonna drive Yeah, one of those bad boys. Yeah, one of those bad boys. <laughs> that was me, a gearhead bad boys how I describe myself. Um but I started taking pictures of everyone's cars and then it kind of developed from there and now I, I'm a goddamn monster. I don't know what I am.
1: Not that's a compliment. You are no. a monster. Well, thanks. Like yes. Yes, just take the compliment. God damn it. Thanks. You're, you are, uh, yeah. Pull up in the monster. It's, it's so, it's, it's so, I don't know what the word is. It's uh, like refreshing is not the word. It's so pleasing, I guess, just to see you do what you do and for you to post it on Instagram for us to see it. It's just all really good work. Well, well, thanks. You're so good.
0: No, uh, thanks. Yeah no yeah. I had to say no once. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, thank y- you.
1: You're an, y- yeah. You're like I think um, you you have gotten to the point where you you've decided that that's what you love and you've gone out and have practiced it daily now to the point where it's become part of you. You.
0: It's a part of me, but at the same time, I still have no idea what I'm doing.
1: What well, I mean, it doesn't matter that that doesn't yeah. that doesn't matter. I think that's still part of the allure of what you do, and you figuring it out. Is is us figuring it out essentially, and and while you're the expert, you know we're also taking that journey with you. So it's also it's like a really good experience for the rest of us.
0: You're touching my heart.
1: I mean, whatever. In
0: this wave cave studio. Dude. Yeah, this whatever. is going to get emotional. Whatever. We right. got to turn the podcast off. Me and Andre are crying. Yeah, we're just are gonna,
1: um, gonna make out real fast. Hell yeah. Um. Uh, anyway. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, shut up.
0: What got you started creating? Cuz I'm going to ask you the same question because oh you you make so many things, dude. You make a lot of stuff. This isn't your only podcast. Yeah, okay. You're a DJ. Yeah. You're a videographer. Uh. Oh. Um, <laughs> you, you you do DJ sets on the radio sometimes?
1: Yeah. Okay, so here's here's the honest honest answer. Yeah. Um, I originally thought I was going to be an actor and that was because.
0: I thought you were gonna say astronaut for a hot second. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" I
1: wish. I wish. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, my grandma would watch soap operas, and I looked at them and I thought, I can probably do that, maybe if not better. <laughs> so, I don't mean to throw shade on the soap opera people because they work. Five days a week Getting all of their material The day of and then having to put it On screen and that's a different Monster So shout out to them so I'm not saying I can do Their jobs because that shit is hard
0: That's a compliment the monster. It,
1: it is a that is a monster <laughs> And it is a compliment yeah. but Um So in high school I was always kind of like doing Creative Things and fidgeting with creative Things um I mean, I was, I was in the choir in, in middle school, and then my middle school choir teacher kind of bullied me into doing the uh, musical in eighth grade, and that worked out. What was it? It was The King and I. It was The King and I. Okay. okay. can't remember the role I had, so we're not going to talk about that. Oh, shit. And then... Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't knock over that Morrissey. But oh, my God. We're not going to talk about
1: Morrissey. Nope. Um, And then... In high school, (laughs) I uh, did a lot of the musical theater things, uh, despite the fact that I think my heart was really in dramas, but never tried out for for those either. Um, And I also I also ran track and field, too. So I was like in the athletic world and in the arts world and I think I did that intentionally so I didn't have to commit to either one heavily
0: so you've been well-rounded forever
1: I guess like you know when you boot up a video game and you've got like a class of character you can pick and the all-around character is the first one that's me <laughs> I, I love being the all-around character so I don't have to commit to but it.
0: hey dude that's becoming like more of a valuable skill like as we go yeah. I feel at least like you know there's we're expected to do a lot
1: yeah I, I i think yeah like the the model in which you're able to do multiple disciplines is more appreciated just because of time and because of like a saturation right in every respective uh field so i started doing those things and then You know, when it came time to pick schools and colleges and whatnot, I decided that I was going to kind of do like visual creative arts kind of full time. Or at least that's where my the idea of what I was going to do was going to happen full time. And uh, I've been fumbling to figure out, you know, how to do all of it since. And then like audio stuff. I've always loved music. In some regard, my sister has had a very eclectic taste, as we were talking about earlier. Shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess for real. Um, My brother has always been DJing since I've been young. And we're we're, we're a big gap apart. We're 12 years apart. So, like, by the time I was in high school, he was already kind of out there, kind of working in the DJ circuit, we'll say for lack of a better term. You know, he's working events and things of that nature. So, he's always, like, in it. Right so i've always kind of had exposure to that and then as i've slowly learned my dad was also a big he wasn't a dj but like he had a setup and was making his mixes together and even as i was growing up my dad would like be in his corner with his shelf of like audio equipment and making his like little mix cds (laughs) it's so wild like he'd have this apparatus where you can like blend Two CDs together, so he can make a mix. But but like throwing his CDs together—that's
0: <laughs> so cool. Yeah.
1: So he would he would. I mean, it's the equivalent of taking vinyl records and mixing them. But yeah. he would do it with CDs, and then would take you know a final CD out with all of the blends that he did. So, um, kind of music has always kind of like been in my family. And when it seems like a very common thing for most music people, but it it so happened to be in my house too. Um, and so. Uh, when I went to college there there was a radio station but it wasn't functioning at the time so after I graduated I was like man I really wish there was an opportunity for me to like you know play the music that I like to play and listen to and whatever so um, that's how no doubt radio started and Jess and I have slowly built this thing up to where it is now and uh, I've been Djing out as a result of that and then podcasting has kind of come, I don't know where podcasting came into the fold. I kind of just started listening to them. Shout out to Kevin for putting me on to some early like um, Comedy Bang Bang was an early one that I, listened I love to. that one. Yeah. yeah. So I started listening to that. And then from there, like kind of evolved to other things. And I was like, you know what? I can do this and I can I can gather the equipment. And so I've I realized that I had the equipment and podcasting actually came as a result. I know I'm really talking a lot here and I apologize. No, but-
0: please do. This is inter- <laughs> all interesting stuff.
1: Shut up. (laughs) Podcasting kind of evolved from me having to do interviews for the radio show. And my dad had a mixer from his job that they weren't using anymore. And so I took that, got a couple of microphones, and started interviewing. Funny enough, I think my second interview was with Quarter, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Full circle. Yeah. So shout out to her, man.
0: I remember seeing... I think the first interview I... Saw that you did, or listened to that you did was the you did it with the record stop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, yeah. listening to that. And I was like, man, yeah. Andre got in there with record stop. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Is that were... record store is an uh, iconic record store on Long Island that's been around since the seventies. Yeah. And then they uh, went away for a little while.
1: Yeah, they they like moved online, but like got rid of their physical location, yeah. and then brought it back. So so it's yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool, man. Like I've I've gotten the opportunity to get out of my comfort zone and talk to people that I think wouldn't be, like, worth my time. And um, obviously kind of built it out of that. So, yeah, I guess that's me in a nutshell. And then, like, video came as a result of me realizing that, like, acting wasn't going to be the thing I was going to always do. You know, everybody, like, everybody who wants to get into, like, film and television thinks, like, oh, I'm going to be a director, <laughs> a cinematographer, and that shit is hard. Um, but, I, you know, I, like... I'm visually oriented or whatever, so so directing and shooting is things I like to do. Why I call myself a videographer as opposed to a cinematographer, um, and then you know figuring out figuring it out from there.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure to to choose a lane, and this is you know something that I imagine will come back around. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, um, it's a common theme. Yeah, but choosing a lane is such a, a weird thing. And it, it's it's strange to have to be like, okay, I'm going to dedicate all my time to this thing and this one thing only. When there's so many ways you can create and express yourself. and
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a lot, you know? Yeah. And I
0: think what you said in the very beginning about staying busy, keeping busy is important, you know? And it's just like, even if you're not.
1: Yeah. I think it's like also like. Staying staying busy or staying active is what keeps you sane, for lack of a better term, because, you know, if you've got your mind set on one thing and you think that's what you're supposed to do, if you're not actively doing it and trying to figure out if that's the thing you want to do, then then you'll get into this place where you're overthinking it. And then I think I think that's more dangerous than actually trying and failing at what you're what you're supposed to do.
0: I agree. I think there's a certain level of like power in the willingness to just like put something out there, yeah. knowing it's not perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think vulnerability is a big part of it too. Yeah, like and, and having the vulnerability to put the stuff that you make that's so near and dear to your heart out there right. for people to you know uh, have opinions on. And yeah. not it just be your thing, right? You know, it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing that we do that we pick to do. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a
1: very yeah. You know, I was talking about this to to a couple of friends of mine too, just about like the nature of being an artist. You know, a lot of people like hold a, a very a very high standard to artists because. They have the ability to perceive things in a different way, in a way that that's unconventional and that normal, quote unquote, normal people don't see. But but. um, You know, I, it's they're human and it, they tr- like it, it's a choice. In, in in most regards, I feel like it's a choice, like you've made the decision to be an artist. And so you have to commit to that. Um, and so now you've put yourself in this position where you've I mean, granted, you know, artists can be vulnerable and emotional and those things. And I think more often than not, we see artists who are vulnerable and emotional and open to a variety of emotions that most people take and not contextualize or or, or think about or have the time to think about. And that's what artists do. And so that is important to recognize as an artist, but it's also a job, you know.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you your opinions on that cuz a lot of people I know will like I don't know, some people consider it's like, you know, this is an it is art, you know, that's pretty objective. Right. Um but when it comes to it being a career, do you think it resembles that of a trade? Cuz I think and that's like a touchy subject with people sometimes, you know? I, I don't know why it's a weird thing. It, it seems cut and dry to me, but uh, people have, you know, people have opinions and that's fine.
1: I think when you decide that that's how you're going to make your living, there is, you know, the things that people consider, you know, standards or the theory of things. And then you've got to go through the the... You know, the motions of getting those down before you decide to, you know, break those or or try to interpret them in a specific way. Um, I mean, so photography, for an example, like that's something you don't need to go to school for personally.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I don't think so.
1: You can learn a lot about the history of it from school. And I think you can learn. Basic composition and, and, you know, some more advanced, quote unquote, things like color theory and mm-hmm. things like that. But um, I think part of it for, for me is instinctual. Yeah. And and then it's just a matter of discipline, like how you go out and and decide to take pictures when you're off from work or you go around in your neighborhood and, and, and document in the way that that's true to you. I think that's more indicative of what a photographer is like when it comes down to your lifestyle as well. I think that's more indicative than just like being a professional getting into a studio and, and granted those are things you need to learn as well like right. how to maintain a set how to conduct yourself around a client how to conduct yourself around the thing you're photo- mm-hmm. photographing rather um, you know you know you've you've got to take command of people. And that requires some sort of education. It may not be formal. Right. You just have to do it.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I should uh, back up and, and say about <clears throat> art school that it, it does have value. <laughs> uh, I came out pretty hard in the game about, like, you don't need it, you don't need it, you don't need it. Um, it has its value, and it, it, it's a beautiful thing, and there's plenty of... Um, Things to be learned from art school. I just don't think that it was for me uh, the thing that I needed, but you're absolutely right in, in that these are things you need to learn and these are, this is knowledge that you need to have.
1: 25 in, minutes in, we should, we should. Clarify the dynamic here between Cosme. Oh and- <laughs> yeah.
0: Huh. We really got away from it.
1: <laughs> Meant to cover that one up top. Yeah. So Cosme is a college dropout. Twice baby. And I am a college professor professor. I'm an adjunct professor at a at an institute. So it's 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 an interesting dynamic because A, we're both within the same age group. Yeah. So we're both 82. Yes. We're both 82 (laughs) trying to figure out how to make money. But um, (laughs) I think we're on two different sides of the same coin. Whereas I can advocate for the beauty of education. I can also look to Cosme and say, you know what? Go out and just work because that works better for some people.
0: Yeah. It's a very subjective thing, especially when you're talking about the creative arts and and. Work that is emotional and sentimental, and your heart's in it. You, at the end of the day, need to create how you need to create, and you need to figure out the tools that will help you do that. And if that is school, then go to school, if it's not school, then don't go to school, right? You know, right? Um, yeah, I just think it's an incredibly subjective thing, you know. Now, speaking of um, generals, let's get specific. the segue, dude you know segway eat fresh no can we cut that one out can we cut that out please hell no bro that was bars fuck bars for the people uh, <laughs> um do you want to get specific um let's
1: go to a quick uh, break and then we'll come back with some specific talk on journal specific Andre thanks for listening to the first episode of generally specific Anthony and I truly appreciate your support and we look forward to getting the rest of these episodes out to you guys just a quick note I gotta give a shout out to Brenna aka Winona shoplifts aka shoplift studio for helping us out with all of the work in regards to the wave cave studio so shouts out to her And the music you're listening to right now was produced by Nothing New. You'll hear him get his credit at the end of the show as well. But the theme that you heard and this track come from the homie Nothing New, so shouts out to you. Again, thanks for listening. We got more generally specific on the way.
0: And we're back. We decided to keep format. Keep format. Yep. Uh, we, you know, flip the script on them again. The normal episodes will be much more structured. Structured. But we're here. We're here. Andre. Uh huh. Um. Is there something? You know. What do you think? What What drives you to do what you do? Um. What inspires you? Um, what wakes you up in the morning and goes mwah, 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 I'm a cute little baby angel Yeah uh, I'm gonna make all this art Okay so I've been
1: thinking on this for a little bit And uh, Only because I know people would ask me And I guess I've been trying to pinpoint exactly What has been Inspiring me lately And uh, I don't know if this is a forever Answer or a, a Answer fixed in time But I know that there are two particular individuals that do uh, inspire me and talk about them, and, you know, they are people that I want to reach the level of. Mm. And that's Tyler, the creator and Childish Gambino. Wow. Oh,
0: okay. I see that answer for you.
1: Yeah. Only because they're, they are two sort of, uh, ostensibly two kind of misfits, um, I guess uh, uh, racially, I'm just going to put that out there. You know, they are, are, are quote unquote black kids who like white things. Um, and that resonates with me to a degree only because, you know, growing up in the suburbs is confusing as a person of color at times, uh, and their level of output. So, um, you know, Tyler, the creator was 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 a source of inspiration to me because a he amongst other people have found a way to build a community um one that has brought them into uh various levels of success um and because he is a a individual who has figured out a way to be successful in a variety of different um um, artistic paths. So Tyler, early on, was just primarily a music guy, and then found a way to get into directing and started directing a couple of music videos, and that was the path that I th- thought I was on, and more or less still am on. Like getting into a visual realm and being fairly successful at it, and then transitioning to a point where he's got you know a successful TV show on Adult Swim. Um and 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 working in in film and television in the way that he wants to, which was you know uh, admirable and and desirable as a young twenty something person and and we're both close in age too and that's part of what yeah, inspires me the most. Too. I can imagine. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, let's talk about Tyler specifically for a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, that man is an incredible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. first and foremost, like, yeah, I mean. Everything he does is so—it's um, unmistakably his. Yeah, yeah you and know,
1: and it's not even like he's just—he's just like stumbling into things. Like he's no. very intentional.
0: With yes, everything he does—he's incredibly intentional, and he's got such a strong eye for how to get across what he wants you to see in such a variety of mediums. Yes. It's just really impressive and I think that that stands true with both of the people you brought up, both Childish Cambino, Donald Glover and Tyler the Creator. It's just <laughs> they're two creative powerhouses that dominate numerous lanes. Yeah, and, and it's especially like
1: seeing Igor. Oh my god. Get yeah. to the point that it's been like that's the culmination of all of his work we'll say for lack of a better term, like out there for everyone.
0: Igor is a performance, like it's performance art. You yeah. know, it, it is, it really is. And it's, it's, it's incredible. Like, yeah. I, I keep saying incredible, but it, I'm astounded. Like, like the first three albums.
1: Yeah. Is it bastard, um, goblin and wolf. Again, goblin, bastard and wolf. It was bastard, goblin, wolf. I think of that order. Bastard, goblin, wolf, whatever. Um, there's like a loose narrative that exists in all of them, that is maintained in future albums. But that's where like the the origin story of like Tyler the Creator and Wolf Haley right. extension kind of come to play. And even even in an, an album like Igor, where like all of his kind of narrative um, gambles mm-hmm. have come to fruition. To have a concept album where you have a character go through this story only for it to have to cycle back constantly because the end starts where the beginning starts Mm -hmm. or the end end where the beginning starts. So to have that cycle um, is just crazy. And then for him to be able to direct his own videos and to have his own clothing line and sell his own merch and do all of that is just super inspiring and then to transition Donald Glover mm. for him to be such a young prolific person to be able to work on 30 Rock for him to get an Emmy at such a young age to walk away from that career path specifically writing for television to do music eventually pick up a, 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 a wide range of success there and then to get into a position where he is working on a television show for a very prominent um, network, um, and for him to be able to take risks and do things that are kind of unconventional but make sense in the universe that he's created, right, is 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 uh, t- inspiring. So
0: yeah, I mean, another one. You yeah. know, and, and and not only that, but like, I mean, what's going on with Charles Gambino now? Is, it, is, he, is he putting in anything? Is he done? No, I is think that another thing that he's just like-
1: Atlanta season three and four of Atlanta are dropping in 2021, supposedly. So
0: no, I meant like uh, musically musically. He
1: said he was done after this album, but I think he's got one more and that's the word on the street. So we'll see.
0: I'm interested to see where that goes cuz I really liked his his last project. The uh, yeah. Awaken My Love was his last project right I'm not. Yeah. Okay. No, that's I loved that. I thought it was a really cool record and it's sounding like a you know, doesn't sound like a lot of the other music sounds. It sounds like a, like a
1: like a polished artist at this point. Like it
0: sounds uh, like a polished artist but it all
1: yeah. It it also referenced like a lot of a lot of really good things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean there's tracks in there like uh uh, baby boy sounds like it could truly be yeah. like a a, a slide in the Family Stone song. Yeah, to the point where
1: um, two of this, I think one of this. Oh, Redbone references Bootsy Collins, of
0: course. I mean that bass.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like you know, getting to that point, and even so, like the album before it was kind of like I feel like peak Childish Gambino in the Childish Gambino character. Yeah, and then for I can him see that. to pivot. Onto awaken my love is is a proper evolution, but wouldn't be warranted without um, because the internet. Um, that's that's kind of like a watermark for for me for him.
0: That's a good point. I never really like, like thought of because of the internet. Like like it that. was
1: it was weird because he had so a couple of things of that album. He mm-hmm. leaked the album a week before the album dropped, mm-hmm. to the point where he knew people would get it because he cuts the last song out maybe a minute before it ends intentionally because he knew people would go look for the
0: album I did not know that yeah
1: and so that happens he releases the album he releases the album in conjunction with a script yeah and then a a short film Mm -hmm. and both of those to me like to me who's someone who's obviously interested in music and interested in film and television like that was fucking cool and of yeah. course like him being kind of the oddball not necessarily like epitome of of uh blackness as needed was good. It's like an alternative I mean, okay, it 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 widens sorry, it widens the scope of what blackness can be. And I think that's what made him initially so desirable. Yeah. Or like initially so admirable mm-hmm. as a, as a role model or as an idol or whatever you want to call it, um, but he represented a lot for someone growing up in the suburbs who didn't necessarily have their place, but knew knew that there was something about them that worked, and I that I think that's it in a nutshell.
0: I think that's a beautiful thing, and I think it's great that you had people like that to kind of foster that, maybe that idea in your brain. Um, Morris, fucking Morrissey. (laughs) Yeah. Morrissey fostered the idea in your brain. This is the audio medium, baby. No one's no one knows what just happened. No one knows what happened. Yeah. Um, But I think it's probably, I don't know. It was, I don't want to speak for you, but no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. dude. Go ahead. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think it was probably just nice to have someone that you could, like be like okay this person's in the same set of circumstances as me yeah. and 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 this is how they're handling it and i like the way that they're handling yeah. it yeah no i think that's that's you know? it
1: that's it yeah yeah so flipping the script then yeah uh, um yeah I, <laughs> you've got a a couple of things that 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 seem to to work for you one of which you've you've talked about extensively and i think you're going to talk about it if you're going to talk about it.
0: Well, there's. I'm pretty sure, like, you could probably guess three times, and it would be the three things that I've been. I mean, I debating, know about. Winograd is your guy. Yeah, Winograd's what I'm going to talk about. Like 100% Winograd's what I'm going to talk and about. And I, I, like, from what you showed me of him, yeah,
1: I fuck with him heavy.
0: He's incredible. <laughs> He's like, just... I like his whole thing. You know, what, I, I. So what is his thing? So, uh, Gary Winogrand was a photographer, more of a documentary style. Street photographer, if you will Guy from the Bronx mm. Yeah um, Spent a lot of time in New York No wonder he's got that attitude Oh, he's yeah. got a lot of attitude, baby <laughs> He's got a lot of attitude uh, Spent a lot of time in the Bronx, you know And in, in Manhattan, growing up And did a lot of beautiful New York work um, Moved to Texas Later in his career uh, Did some work there Spent some time in California Made some work there And um, and i very much felt like he was a vessel that would kind of like he's the in between the camera and the art if that makes sense like he was as far removed from it as he could be he wanted like i loved his whole thing of wanting to be invisible mm. that really spoke to me
1: yeah he he does this thing that you've pointed out to me where like so he's
0: he's he's a, a part street photographer too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he would like the term if I call him a street photographer. So I don't want to say that. He, he's a photographer. Yes, he does. He does some
1: photography on the street. Yes, we'll say. And he has this kind of technique. We'll say, for lack of a better term. Sure. If you want to jump into that. But.
0: Yeah. So and and it, it it as a as a person who's constantly nervous and and um terrified of the thing that I've found myself doing which are is trying to make pictures of street uh, people on the street and just people out in public um he did this thing where he that i really loved how he would make a photograph sometimes i mean other times it wouldn't be this way i imagine but a lot of times and in all the footage i've seen of him he would do this thing where he kind of like tilts up his camera. He looks at his camera. Like he doesn't know what he's doing with it. And looks like he's maybe changing the film. Looks like he's maybe just kind of examining it, but he's shooting photographs the whole time. And it's so funny to me. There's, there's um, a, a great documentary called all things are photographable. Um, that's about his work and there's a scene in that where he's just k- kind of standing on a street corner and he like almost gets in a fight with a guy he doesn't like almost get into a fight with the guy but this guy just gives him the filthiest look as he's like walking past Gary and, and Winograd's, just like flipping the camera back up to his eye and like just taking all these photos like a madman and I'm sure, <laughs> you know like the Leicas are pretty quiet but I'm sure this guy heard maybe a little like click 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 so he's giving them this just like this filthy look and it's the funniest thing I think they're in like Venice Beach for that for that mm, one, mm. um but anyway, getting back to it i I just thought that uh his a uh, a lot of his work you do feel that he's a little bit invisible for lack of a better term he mm. he really does a beautiful job of like capturing that moment and not letting his presence take away from it, you know yeah. Um, and a lot of the, 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 the work he produces And a lot of the lectures that I've listened to And the hours yeah. <laughs> time I've spent um, Looking at the work it, it, It's just It's, it's incredible mm. um, He has a quote that I really like and it, it's, um, it's It's that photography He's speaking about photography and he says It's the closest he comes to not existing Which to him is a very attractive thing mm. um, And I think as someone Who struggles with anxiety And Uh, Fitting in and finding a place to belong um, That's a very attractive thing (laughs) Uh, To not exist To to be invisible behind the camera And I think that truly that's what really Kind of got me into taking photography more seriously Was it was a way to escape Like my head a little bit you know, it would just be like, okay, I'm worried about the technical aspects of this. I'm worried about looking at other people, I'm worried about the moment. I'm worried about so many other things that I don't have time to be in my own head. Mm-hmm. And that's the only other time I, or the only time I felt like I could get out of my head. Mm-hmm. And and granted, I don't know if that's at all, at all, at all, why Gary felt the need to pick up a camera and, and make photographs. But um, what he said and 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 his work and everything about him leads me to believe something that has helped me mm. do that thing. So mm. I, you know, it's weird. I don't want to speak on it too. Like, I don't know. I get really weird with it cause I don't want to speak poorly about him cause it's a man that I admire so much. And, yeah. um, you know, he's a really at the end of the day, I think he's a weird old man, <laughs> but, um, his, his work's really, really beautiful. And, and I think everyone should go check it out. It means a lot to me.
1: Mm. And I think you, you've, you've picked up a level of in, invisibility, not not by lack of charisma or lack of personality. But um, I think you've you've kind of adopted that methodology, for lack of a better term, uh, in some of the work that you have produced, at least within the last year. You know, your exploration of Astoria Park has been really nice and um some of your more recent work just on the streets of of Manhattan and Brooklyn. It seems like you've really found a method in which you can, you can be invisible, but compose things the way you want them to come out.
0: Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And it's, it's like, um, yeah, thank you. That means a lot. (laughs) That really does mean a lot. Um, and yeah. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, this isn't going to be
1: a podcast where we just kind of stroke each other's ego, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Andre made a funny
0: motion when he said ego. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, it's not going to be that. This is just us kind of geeking out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted to give you guys kind of an insight into what we're into yeah. and what kind of drives us so you understand the context of this podcast going forward. Right. And then, you know, in
1: in in continuing episodes, we'll gather people who who do things that are extremely inspiring and we want to kind of get down to the, to the to the to the to the core of what drives them and you put it you put you have a more beautiful way of articulating that when people people have asked you or had the opportunity, cause oh. I'm usually fiddling with shit. But
0: cool, man. I mean, yeah, thanks for saying that. I don't think I'm eloquent ever. No, so nah, no, no. You
1: you have a very very poetic way of of asking people why we're doing the podcast. Yeah,
0: I mean, my answer for why we're doing the podcast is that I think that creativity and the people who choose to be creative for a living and. Um, I mean, not only that, because I don't want to focus just on creative people, but anyone who's passionate about what they do, they do something for a reason, and I want to know what it is that, that drives them to do what they do, to wake up every day, you know, and be who they are. What made them that? What did that to them? And what helps them continue to do that when everything points towards, I don't know, everything tries to, I feel, stop you from what you're doing, and... What makes you stay on that path? There's just a lot of questions I have and I just thought it would be a really cool idea to get as many opinions and voices and stories as we could with this thing. I think that maybe there's something to be learned here. I think maybe it's like a little bit of a research experiment and also a little bit about learning deeper knowledge about the people who inspire me on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, we talked about these people, but I'm truly inspired by everyone that's going to come in here, everyone that we're going to speak to, yeah, um, everyone that you're about to hear. Even if you don't know their name off the top of your head, you should know their name. Yeah, you should look at what they're doing because they're people who are doing incredible work, and it's it's just a beautiful thing that that we're all here contributing to something.
1: Yeah, yeah, and especially like, you know, you can you can take the time out to look at you know, people who have come before you and people who have done what you're trying to do or a version of what, of what you're trying to do and whatnot. But um, you know, the most exciting place to look is amongst your contemporaries. And I think we've we've got like a nice uh, cast of, of characters for lack of a better term who are doing interesting work and and we're just c- curious to know, how that work comes to be. And of course, we prick their brain about pick their brain about you know what they're doing now yeah. the level nine, but like getting behind what moves them at that uh, either you know, from the jump or at this very moment is what is what kind
0: of drives the, this pod. It's a beautiful thing. yeah. Um, so going forward on the podcast at the end of every podcast, we kind of ask the guests and then we try to come up with something too about just something they're into recently um doesn't have to be the thing that drives them doesn't have to be anything could be really a song a movie a tv show a quote you read someone you saw on the subway i mean whatever you want just something that's doing it for you right now i mean i guess maybe not someone on the subway cuz this is supposed to be something that people can check out yeah sure you can't <laughs> so you can't really check out someone <laughs> on the subway there's a lot of people on the subway there's a lot of people um so, I mean with that being said, Trey, you want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off? I got I got some things I got to say. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Um first of all, I think you should check out the work of Tyler of the Creator, Childish Gambino if you haven't. Fact. They're two incredible creative powerhouses. Yeah. Um
1: and not just not just their musical output, too. No, look at look they're three-dimensional beings. They're they're gigantic people like it, especially if you want to get a better understanding of what what um Tyler the creator is about um I think listen to his Nardwar interviews I feel like that is the most the most three-dimensional you'll get out of him not saying that he he you know limits his ability to be three-dimensional but if you if you want a greater respect for his his love of music Go into his Nardwar interviews because you'll realize how much of a nerd he is and how deep he goes into finding the things he finds and 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 how deep his 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 love uh, and research
0: goes. How deep is your love, dude? Whatever. Um. Fire, anyway. Fire, fire. So, with that being said, uh, I also think you should check out the work of Gary Winogrand. Um, yep. He's got a m- bunch of books out that you can check out. I mean Google is Google the work. Look at the work. The black and white works great. The color works really good too. It's a little harder to find, but it's it's incredible. Um, and then two people that I think you should check out. Also, if you like the work of Gary Wintergrand or two people that inspired him, uh, which is the work of Robert Frank. Oh yeah, yeah, didn't he just pass away? Yeah, he passed away recently. Yeah, last um, year, right? Yeah. yeah. You check out The Americans by Robert Frank's beautiful yeah. body work. Yeah. Um, and then also check out the work of Walker Evans. Mm. It's another brilliant photographer. Um, and the thing that I'll, I'll I'll plug, I guess, that I think people should check out is this book that I'm holding here. It's called Bystander. It's a history of street photography. Um, it's curated by Joel Mirowitz, who's an incredible photographer. Um words by Colin Westerbeck. Um and it is it is fully a textbook and it is fully a read that you're going to have to invest in but I mean there is some incredible work in here from people like at and and and, and Car- Henri Cartier-Bresson and Maybe. and uh, all the all the favorites, you know. Oh, um there even is some Winogrand work in here, there's some Walker Evans work in here, there's some there's some Robert Frank work in here. Um, Really, really does an excellent job of covering everything from front to back um, until about the 80s, I want to say. A little bit, maybe. Maybe I'm misspeaking there. But it it gets in the color toward the end here. Gets some nice Joel Mirowitz work in in the 70s. Um, But yeah, check this thing out. It's a beautiful textbook. And if you want to learn more about documentary and street photography and the history of that, you should Look this thing up. Buy it. It's cheap. Um,
1: I, I don't have anything that's nearly as like foundation forming from my past, but I will say this: you know, back when I was uh, a student and like kind of looking for inspiration, yeah, one of the things that really popped out to me was this um, company called Yours Truly and uh they were like a video production company that primarily focused on musicians cool and they did a couple of um like like live performance videos that really struck a chord with me just visually and then like directorially how they addressed um getting to know artists a little bit better um and if you have the chance, just check out some of their videos and they've 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 done a, a very dope job of like um um pushing past the boundary of just like a passive viewing experience. Yeah. Um, I think their their work with Robert Glasper Ooh. required you to like participate in the ability to like build a song. I like that. Which was really cool. That's awesome. And yeah, like it was to the point where I was like looking to work for them and possibly move out to the West Coast because I like I loved what they were doing. Like they did a video for Little Dragon, they did a video for Miguel, they did a, vi- a video for King Cruel, like a bunch of artists that I really had like a, a an eye on kind of in the in the past like 5 or 6 years when I was kind of Getting in and out of school So if you ever get the chance Just check out yours truly I know they have a lot of work on Vimeo And I think they've got some stuff on YouTube But kind of like a foundational thing for me Like in college um, Was their videos So if you ever get the chance Just check out yours truly That's uh, Y-O-U-R-S Space uh, T-U T-R-U-L-Y
0: That's a beautiful thing That's a great thing for people to check out Yeah man Yeah man Yeah Uh, I mean let's reel this thing in here Uh, If you want to follow us If you want to get more information on the podcast You can follow us on Instagram Excuse me. Yup. A generally specific pod. Your uh, that's spelled how you found the show. So <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> check that thing out. If you want to follow Andre, he's yep. on Instagram at No Doubt. N o d o u g h t. Yep. On Twitter, he is at Never a Doubt. Uh, doubt is spelled the same way. D o u g h t. If you want to follow me on yep. these online channels, you can find me on Instagram at Anthony Cosme. A n t h o n y. C-O-S-M-E Please don't follow me on Twitter Do it Um, it. I like to say something sweet at the end To kind of reel these things in
1: Before you do that I must note that the theme Oh, my God. How could I forget? Yeah, the show. The theme of the show is produced by Nothing New. That is nothing spelled the way that it normally is spelled. So, nothing underscore N-E-U-E. Shout out to the homie Nothing New. Thank you so much for putting in the work.
0: Yeah, big thank you, dude. Yeah. Big thank you so much. This is incredible. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, Cause. Yeah. Appreciate your friends.
1: <laughs> okay, bye.
0: Good night.